Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, uh, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Three CR proudly broadcasting from lands of the original inhabitants and paying respects to elders past and present, acknowledging also our LGBTIQ Indigenous elders who in turn include sister girls and brother boys for their unique contributions to diversity on and around the land. I'm Sally Goldner, thanks for tuning in, and of course, welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. Seems like a great way to start, for a couple of reasons, obviously to acknowledge our original inhabitants um, with Goanna's solid rock, but it struck me somewhere in the dark recesses that is the place between my ears, um, a few days ago, that we're, it's the 35th anniversary of that album. Um, what a timeless piece of classic Australiana music. Um, and the release date was November 1982. So, I don't know, Shane Howard, if you're out there listening, um, well, um, you know, um, is there any anniversary plans um, to um, celebrate such an amazing part of Australian musical history? Um, it was on the charts for a long time. I'm a huge chart topper, all that sort of thing. On the show today, um, well, lots to talk about, not the least of which is the Safe Schools Coalition. Have a chat about that in a minute. There's an article in today's age. I want to bring people up to date on that. It is so important. Um, and in, a, in line with youth and families, at about quarter past 20 past 12, we'll be chatting to Felicity Marlowe from Rainbow Families, Victoria, who's probably just putting down the picnic rug at the Rainbow Family's picnic um, over in Richmond. Um, and um, we'll be having a chat to Fliss about um, Rainbow Families, what they do, issues, um, picnicking, um, all sorts of important things. Happily for um, Fliss and all the crew, it would appear that most of the showers have moved off to the east, um, which it will be great for them. There won't be soggy sandwiches and all that sort of thing. Just spotty little bits left. And also hi to everyone down at the Jaipur Festival, part of Asia Topa at um, Fed Square, um, or Acme to be precise. Um, I'll be heading down there afterwards to be on a panel. Um, no, I'm not going to sit on a board. I'm going to discuss things with people. Boom, boom. Dirty, um, bad gags. Someone has to do them on this station. Um so, yeah, lots to talk about on the show today. But, um, yeah, let's get an update on safe schools. Not sure. Um, let's just recap, of course, it was 
in the news for, in my personal opinion, and it's my individual freedom to have an opinion, pretty illogical, irrational reasons last year. Um, and then late in the year, as we start honing into the current issue, um, it was announced that safe schools would be taken away from La Trobe University and um, connected parts thereof, such as Gay and Lesbian Health Victoria, and be brought into the Education Department. Um, I think the things that got people about that, um, you can uh, toss the coin as much as we don't like to be binary on this program, you could toss the coin and look at it glass half empty, glass half full, or is it... Um, glass mixed if we're going to be non-binary but look the program had been under pressure getting it into the education department where there's resources of all sorts to back it could be a good thing um, but some people were a little dubious particularly given the way it was done uh, um, from all reports it was announced at the safe school staff Christmas party and after the bleep of a year they'd had to be told they were going to be out of jobs in three months and all that sort of thing was not I think really well handled at Christmas time, um, not what you need to do, not good human resources, in my opinion. Um, and also people raised concerns about, well, hang on a second, what happens? It wasn't at that point announced that the changeover would be 1st of March or thereabouts. What about schools who had booked consultations early as it was then in the year that was to start? Well, that was worked out, which was great. But I've got to say that, um, you know, the com comment in the article from... Um, in this case from Youth Affairs Council CEO Georgie Ferrari, um, said, quote, these next few months are really critical seeing those words turn into action. Those words referring to the reassurance safe schools would not be jeopardised. And other people have commented around social media to that um, you know, um, end as well. James Molino, Deputy Premier and Education Minister, um, has assured, and he's talked about his personal journey, about seeing his kids, um, whose sexuality and gender we have no idea about, and that's not the issue, just wanting to grow up to be equal. Now, that's a fair thing. So it is, I can understand people saying, wait and see. Um, but hopefully, you know, the Safe Schools co um, project in Victoria can be restored. Um, the article here by Farah Thomason says it will continue to be offered to primary age children despite the prospect of a backlash. Backlash against teaching children respect and things like that at an early age. Do you, I suppose that's, you know, respect's one of these things that's part of the establishment now, and we're in the anti-establishment era, said she with sarcasm. Anyway, um, so um, Mr Molino did meet with a range of groups, including Rainbow Families Victoria, so we'll see if Felicity can tell us about that, and Yakvik and others. Um, hopefully some of the people involved with trans kids and their families will be there. And look, I've got to say that my highlight of the two of the, well, I think it's fair to say the two big events of the midsummer season, which is now over, um, Midsummer Carnival and Pride March, the number of young trans and gender diverse people and their families and young rainbow people in general, just for an old chook who never really knew anyone as part of the rainbow when I was growing up, it's quite amazing and very, very heartwarming. So it's really important we keep that going, and schools need to be safe. Um, we've seen, sadly, even if parents are supportive um, of their child in terms of anything to do with gender or sexual orientation, it can still, if the school is not, can outweigh that support. And so if the parents aren't supportive, um, we don't even, it's possibly something we don't even want to think about. So it's vital that Safe Schools keeps going, um, Victoria, and, of course, the ACT, who overall seem to be the two leading 
LGBTI areas in the country, although full credit to South Australia, who have done a lot of law reform over the last six months and are moving fast. Um, you know, um, we've got to keep that leadership going. So really, really important. Um, um, and we'll see what happens, as I say. Um, I have to say, I know lots of people who have applied for jobs in the, we'll call it Safe Schools V2 um, sort of format. Um, lots of good people out there who could do it from all of the rainbow, which I think is really important. be interesting to see uh, what happens there. But I do deeply feel for the four Safe Schools staff. I hope they are able to find work that um, fits in line with their passion. I don't think we can forget that. And I do have to be honest and say I think Phil Ros Ward has been scapegoated. And it sets a precedent. If the government's going to intervene in things, um, where does that stop? If, if, for example, I found evidence of unethicality or someone found unethicality in a government-funded LGBTI organisation, should the government intervene? Should they start asking the board to sack people? It's an interesting concept. Let's see what happens with it. Um, so lots to think about. But yeah, look, I think um, there is enough trust with the Victorian state government that things can be worked out. I hope that's the case. And um, we'll um, see what it's all about. All right. Um, I'm going to hit the music button once again um, with an appropriate um, camp classic. And let's get um, the inimitable Felicity Marlowe on the line to talk Rainbow Families. While we hear, I think I'd only have to say, from Sister Sledge, you'd know exactly which track I mean. Don't forget, I should say, before we go to that track, how to get in touch with the show. Um, you can um, get in touch with us via that thing called email. I think there's three people, including myself, using it. Out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com. You can text 61401 tweet um, at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for me and Out of the Pan on Facebook um, as well, um, and on my either page where the announcement is. Now, let's hear from Sister Sledge, 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, and um, online, Out of the Pan with Sally. Hi, it's Paul Kelly here. Hi, this is Shane Howard here, asking you to support 3CR. Independent radio station, encouraging independent music and independent thought. They've been supporting musicians for more than 30 years, so let's support them. For progressive people around the world, it's been a hard start to the year. Trump is rolling out his racist agenda, inspiring increased racial, religious and gender-based hatred across the globe. It really is time to rally together to fight for a better world. There is power in numbers and there is power in independent, community-run media. Join the swelling number of people fighting back by becoming a member of your radical activist radio station. Show us your love and subscribe to 3CR. Call us on 9419 8377 or pay online 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. (laughs) 
855am, digital3cr.org.au and um, online, um, all sorts of means of listening to us, whichever one you're doing it. Glad to have your company. Um, We just heard from Sister Sledge, we are family, families of all sorts, although um, not quite the connectedness of family we'd need because um, at the moment um, Fliss is um, not answering. Um, she's that picnic rug must and picnic tent must be taking a lot of time to set up. Anyway, we'll try to get her on the line in due course. Um, prior to that, we heard from well a, cl- a classic camp classic, um, Sister Sledge. We are family um, in honour of all sorts of families, and that was from a double CD. Yes, remember those big iTunes things um, compilation from 1999 called Platinum Disco um, 34 Fabulous Tracks in my best commercial radio butch voice announcer um, type of tone. Um, so yeah, classic stuff. We've had a text come in from Roving Reporter. Happy 17 to you, Roving, to you Mr. Um, young Roving. Well, um, of any age. Um and Roving um, talks about a great report in yesterday's age, Saturday, as we go to air, the first openly lesbian couple in AFL being out and proud. Well, totally agree. And Penny Cooler-Jones was on this show many years ago. Uh, she was pretty famous then, I was going to say, you know, before she was rich and famous. Hopefully she's rich now, um, but she's got a partner, damn it. Well, she could be polyamorous. No, anyway, seriously, great to say I totally agree. And I've got to say, I haven't got around to watching any of the AFL Women's League yet. I'm being a lay, um, bit of a disorganised sort of pan for a couple of weeks. But um, every report says not only is it just great to see the women getting the Guernseys, so to speak, but the quality of football is pretty awesome too. Um, gosh, it might, I haven't been to an AFL men's match since 1997. Um, this could almost help me break that 20-year drought. Um, I've got to say I'm really impressed. It just seems there is such a sense of pride in there. And I think the fact that a same-sex couple has come out openly lesbian, female, could that be some sort of stepping stone to getting an openly gay male player come out at um, top-level AFL? Of course, we've had Ian um, Roberts in rugby league. There's been rugby union players around the world. Um, I can't remember about Australia because I'm not a football expert, but um, some round ball players, all sorts of sports, but never an AF Australian Rules AFL male, um, past or present, has come out. Um, and um, so good to see that. Also, the ongoing debate about the marriage equality issue. Uh, Mr Abbott's sister has chastised her brother again in the press for marriage equality. Is this beneficial at all for marriage equality? Mm, good question. Um, you know, um, I think that it really is getting to a point. Um, we're due actually, I think, tomorrow to get the report of the Senate inquiry into the exposure draft bill where um, the various groups from across the spectrum of views appeared in Melbourne in January and then later on in other cities that week. Um, yours truly had to pull out the money pennywhere for the first time in, of the year on the 24th um, when it was still warm and um, go along and be well I wasn't really grilled I have to say though it was a fair process uh, with some good questions you can check out a report on Star Observer about this um, you know and Louise Pratt raised a really good point that you know a trans person who is in stealth um, as far as possible um, 
you know, let's say a trans woman with an, now an F on birth certificate could marry an M and no person who really wanted to discriminate could do so because they're not going to know. But someone who might be visibly um, not so, you know, to use the jargon of passing, blending in as what is expected by a society of gender expression for that gender, um, someone who, let's say, is a person who hasn't or isn't going to have surgery, so a trans woman stuck with an M on the birth certificate, as would be the case if you're born in six out of eight states and territories of Australia. Um, you know, all that sort of thing. It created another double, a sort of cla double class of trans people. So really, um, you know, some good questions. And the thing that I was struck by, apparently there were two civil celebrant sort of federations represented. Um, one said they were in support of no exemptions, and the other said, oh, we surveyed our members, and only 3% wanted a conscientious objection. So 1.5% of celebrants, which is kind of what you'd expect. I would hope if someone said, you know, thought about a career choice and said, I'm going to be a civil celebrant, um, then you'd think my aim is to bring two people happily together. And if you started something, oh, well, I only do that for some people. Well, I think I'd you know see another careers counsellor. So hopefully we're getting... You know, we're just really at a point where there cannot be any more objections. There was some talk of a push by some of the openly gay members of the Federal Liberal Party for a free vote, particularly for the Liberal Party, as distinct for both Liberals and Nationals. Um, so that's um, um, an interesting thought. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, and... Um, Roving's uh, come in again and said mum is a, a feminist, hasn't been to a game for years, just like you Sally women are always going to be one step um, going to be one step toward in making history, one step forward um, I agree um, so yeah, I think this is a really great piece of progress, the AFL coming back to that for females um, in general, but I think in a way it's sort of given a boost um, for um, queer women as well and all sorts, so great to see um, what else is um, going on? We've got to talk. If we can get on to Fliss, we will. Um, but um, um, we do that shortly. But in the meantime, um, um, yep, um, if we can't, we've got a report, a great report in today's age yet again on being LGBTI in the Arab world. I've um, got to say one of the a little highlight that did sneak into my hashtag that year um, was that the Islamic Council of Victoria is now looking to be more supportive towards LGBTI people. And that's a huge step forward to have a peak body doing that. Um, gradually things shifted over time for the Jewish community. Hopefully it can be, um, you know, sort of a bit faster for the Islamic community. We're never going to get all of the three monotheistic, one God faiths, um, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, over, but if enough are there and there are enough safe spaces for LGBTI people and their families and they can get support, um, that's a flippingly good start. So we'll have a chat about that report, about how it's like to be um, you know, LGBTI and Islamic um, very, very soon if we can't get on to Fliss. In the meantime, we'll keep up the family theme. Um, it's all in the family. Um, didn't have to put the CD away from last week. Um, played um, Summer by Dragon last week from the Bondi Road album of uh, um, 1989. And, well, the very next track after that was Family Man. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, Out of the Pan with Sally.
855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon um, where it's all happening. And, well, um, Dragon from the Bondi Road album. And, wow, just looking at the lyrics there. Anyone would think I plant this show sometimes. I'm not sure about that that sort of weird concept. Um, I want to raise my children proud and true and strong. I don't think we could have a better lead-in to talk to Felicity Marlowe from Rainbow Families uh, Victoria, who's on the line. Fliss, how are you going? Hey, Sally. Good, thanks. Happy 17s at you, I suppose, um, for starters. <laughs> Good to have you um, on the show. And, well, much to my chagrin and possible negligence, I don't think you've been on Out of the Pan before. So I, we'd think, been... I think this is my first time. Oh, it's your first time. Well, as they always say, we'll be gentle on your first time. <laughs> but we should, in that case, um, just um, in case people haven't heard of Rainbow Families um, Victoria, say what is Rainbow Families Victoria all about? Well, we started probably about 10 years ago out of the need to kind of start advocating for the rights of our children who have um, LGBTIQ parents or carers, mainly because at that time there was no legal recognition of second parents, Mm. nothing on birth certificates, no access to um, IVF or assisted reproductive treatment in Victoria unless you were um, um, medically infertile and little to no recognition, particularly if kids had um, two mums, two dads um, at all. So we started out of a need to raise the social awareness about our families and Mm -hmm. then started working on some legal reforms, which I must say we've been relatively successful in um, achieving. Well, Well, you have huge progress back in 2008. I remember the vote came down to a knife edge and then, where are we, 2005? 15, if I have my dates right, um, we got some more finally that cleaned up any remnants of 2008 bar one. So yeah, a, a long way. And you know, we have seen increasing progress overall for rainbow families. Um, so you do an, an advocacy side, but of course, today you are picnicking. We are. So today is our annual rainbow families picnic. We always try and hold it a couple of weeks after term one has started because we find that midsummer is a bit of a tricky time for families at school holidays and lots of people are away and that gets a bit crazy. So people like to wait till we've got a bit into term one. So we're in week two of the term. So all our school-aged and childcare families are back onto a routine. So here we are today. Um, and we've picked today, the 12th of February, we picked it ages ago because we thought that yesterday, the 11th of February, was going to be the day of the plebiscite. So we thought we'd better organise a very positive, family-friendly social gathering for people to come together to commiserate or share stories. And as luck would have it, we didn't have to have a plebiscite, and so we're having a lovely day in the sunshine here in Richmond. (laughs) That's right. You are down at Barclay Gardens, Mary Street, Richmond. Um, Look for the children with the rainbow flags, Um, which is a good thing. Yeah, and look, it's... um, I suppose we have to talk about the difficult thing. I mean, last year, the attacks on children, um, rainbow kids, um, by the far right were pretty difficult. And it would seem even more so for parents with trans kids. Um, not that, you know, that any discrimination, of course, is acceptable. Um, what sort of, I suppose it begs the question, how 
two parts. How difficult was it? Um, but also how did people cope? What worked? I think the thing that kept our rainbow families together and working um, well together and I guess, you know, kept our mental health in check was that we we were very open about um, campaigning against the plebiscite and we really came into the whole marriage equality um, I guess the marriage equality campaign has so many people running it that we didn't feel like we needed to take up that space. But we watched and listened to the debate around not just the proposed plebiscite, but the attacks on trans and gender diverse children, the attacks on safe schools. It all came to a head at the beginning of 2016. And we just got to a point in the middle of the year where we said, let's, um, we need to stand up and we need to give our children a voice, which isn't something that we've done before. It's always been the the grown-ups and the carers and the parents and co-parents standing up and advocating. But this time we said, do we think it's time for our kids to stand up? And, you know, lots of kids put their hands up, supported by their families, and so that's the way we we dealt with it. We gave the kids a voice, and that really changed the whole story around the plebiscite, but also the whole story around how these kids really don't... They're not damaged. There's nothing wrong with them. Of course. They're just ordinary... You know, kids that sometimes are slightly whingy and sometimes don't really? want to get out of bed or sometimes <laughs> they want to have a shower or wash their hair. But in general, they're lovely kids. So we really, um, yeah, that was a really big change for Rainbow Families to do that. Yeah, and of course, when, when they get to teenage years, you ask them any question because they know everything. Boom, boom. <laughs> exactly. No, it is, it is really cool to see. And of course, that's the case and, you know, that they're, Kids just wanting to go to school, um, enjoy their adolescence, childhood, teenage years, all that sort of thing. But it does always strike me, given the, I'll be polite and say, the stuff that LGBTI people are going through. I was thinking as you spoke then of the From Blues to Rainbows report on young, trans and gender diverse people and the huge percentage who were involved in some sort of, we'll use the broad term, advocacy. Um, it does... It is, I think, an amazing piece of resilience that you can be facing all that stuff and your family can and yet, you know, um, the, the young peeps stand up. It's just awesome to see and I'm allowed to say it's heartwarming for a 51-year-old middle-aged sort of <laughs> chook as well. It does, you know, it does give me hope that the future will continue to go in the direction that we want even if we're going to have to fight really hard for it. Absolutely. So what is Rainbow Families after today, after you've um, picnicked your little picnics out and um, gone, <laughs> gone down gone down to St Mary's today and had um, had a big surprise, no, um, St Mary Street, Richmond. Um, what are the plans for, you know, goals of Rainbow Families for this year? And I suppose we should ask how do people get involved if they want to? Sure. So, look, as always, we've always got advocacy plans on the go. Some of our key issues are still around, unfortunately, implementing some of the adoption reform changes mm. that came into effect um, in September last year. We're still looking at um, how we can best ensure that children born through overseas surrogacy that live in same-sex parented families have the same legal protection as other children. So that's really high on our agenda. Um, and clearly access to surrogacy and what that means is a pretty bit of a no-go topic for lots of politicians. Um, so we'll work, be working on that. We continue to do all our advocacy in early childhood around ensuring that family diversity is talked about and, and kids with LGBTI parents are um, included. So that goes to things as simple as putting up posters to changing forms to also, mm. um, you know, what books can they have in there? 
in the booktub in kinder or as readers. So we do a lot of support for families around that. And, of course, wonderful heads and hyenas are, of course, the fair place to go. So we're working closely with them. And then we just have all of the general issues around making sure education and health um, systems are inclusive of our families. Um, You know, we continue to have people asked in hospital whether or not, um, you know, about their relationship status. Um, and we continue to have maternal child health services that say that things like, well, which is the real mother? And, you know, we are now having a new and emerging area of law reform that we need to look at and education around families who did um, secure legal recognition after 2010, but who are now um, separating and creating new families. So how does the law respond to that um, in a respectful way? And we need to educate our legal services about you know, what does it look like when a rainbow family separates and reforms and what does co-parenting look like in those places? So there's so many areas that we're working on. Um, but, yeah, we always welcome people's input and ideas. So they can always contact us through our website, which is just rainbowfamilies.org.au. We're on um, Facebook as Rainbow Families Victoria and on Twitter as well. Yep, and you, know, you mentioned Hez Naheen as the, the pick for um, the photo for today's family's picnic is of um, Hairs and Hyenas and the Children's Bookshelf with the Gender Fairy by Joe Hurst, Enid and her two mums by Jessica Stogstad and Introducing Teddy by Jess Walton and Dougal McPherson. I mean, does it get any better than that? Um, <laughs> um, I know, and we're so pleased because both the both Jesses are coming down to read their books. So at about 1 o'clock we'll be having some book readings by both just um, both the Jesses and yeah, people can buy their books here too. So that's pretty exciting. That's absolutely awesome. You get a, you get a lunchtime as opposed to a bedtime story at the um, Rainbow <laughs> Family's Picnic. But on just I should, nearly forgot to ask. I mean, I mentioned the safe school story that's in the age earlier to, um, earlier on the show and you were at the meeting with Deputy Premier and Education Minister Molino. Um, as much as you feel comfortable, how did it um, how did it go? What what happened? Anything you would like to tell us about that? Sure. Look, so Rainbow Families Victoria with um, yeah, Georgie Ferrari from Yakvik were concerned, I guess, about what does it look like? What will safe schools look like when it does become embedded in the education department mm-hmm. rather than being in its previous home with Gail Lisbon Health Victoria? And those concerns were echoed by a lot of other um, social and support groups and youth organisations and schools and parents who have had a lot to do with safe schools over the last six years. So mm. we took those concerns um, to the Deputy Secretary for Education before Christmas and then we secured a meeting with the um, Education Minister in January. And I would have to say, first and foremost, I was very um, uh, pleasantly surprised by Minister Molino's insistence that they are committed to safe schools over the long term. So that was a really heartening thing to take from that meeting. The second thing that we were very keen on ensuring is that there was continued support and consultation for families who have children that are gender diverse and transgender, particularly in the primary years, and support for them and their families and their schools in coming out at school and transitioning safely into school. So we were very pleased about his commitment to keep up that area of one-to-one consultation. 
Um, from Labour Families Victoria's point of view, Safe Schools has been a fabulous way to introduce the idea of family diversity into schools. And, you know, of course, there are young teenagers who themselves are LGBTIQ who have parents that um, are also LGBTIQ. So, you know, second or third generation um, families. So we know that those kids also get a lot out of the fact that the school has come the schools become a bit of a safer space to even talk ah. about coming from a rainbow family. And that's a really positive benefit of safe schools in all of our primary and secondary schools. So I think we've got lots more conversations to have, um, particularly when the new staff are employed. It's a bit of a watch and see. Um, mm. But there wasn't anything particular that was concerning in that meeting with Minister Molino. So I was really pleased to have been there and I really did feel like we were heard. Oh, that's fab. And can I ask if any um, of the parents of trans um, groups were represented at the meeting? They weren't present at that meeting, but, um, you know, we I did speak on their behalf yeah. and had talked to them beforehand. And so, yeah, they're very, you know, they were not not only them, but um, Georgie Ferrari also spoke on their behalf. Perhaps. So we're, we're keeping in contact with those yep. families. Um, if they can't get a seat at the table, that's how we kind of roll. Good, good, good. So um, you were, in the words of Elmer Fudd, boifed beforehand and the networks work. So that's really cool. <laughs> Look, it's good to hear that from someone who was right at the meeting. And, that's, and I think that's reassuring for... Victoria's LGBTIQ plus communities after the, well, the tough year that was hashtag that year that um, we can steady things a bit. So um, I'll let you get back to your picnicking with Thank your you. family. Have a great day. And um, we'll, um, um, yeah, stay in touch with us on anything. If you need to promote any events or anything, always give us a yell here on um, Out of the Pan. And, um, yeah, have a great day. Thanks, Sally. Have a good one, too. Bye. Fliss Marlowe of Rainbow Families Victoria, one of the hardworking groups by far, many, many of them in our communities, of course. And good to hear that um, the meeting um, was, um, you know, sort of so cool and all good. So um, very, very good news. Had a couple more texts in from um, Roving. Um, Going back to the marriage issue, uh, mentions... Mr. Wilson is my local member, and I will continue to remind him, Mr. Wilson, of his obligation to a free vote. Um, wow, so you're down there in the conservative suburbs. I got out of there after 24 years. I hope you can stay safe roving. Um, it can be it can be a very dangerous world down there, and, you know, you'll be drowned in the blue rinse hairdos. No, I didn't say that. Um, um, you're also going to say that the departure of Mr. Bernardi shows a pretty dysfunctional family within the Liberal Party. That's right. There, no Brady bunch. Um, um, that Liberal Party. Um, you know, um, and they probably. The interesting thing is they probably only have one toilet in their house. Which, um, if you remember the Brady Bunch movie, that was noticed. Um, and another text. Um, has there been a trans family on Play School yet? I can't remember. I, um, I know, of course, we had the. You know, the two mums thing, you know, in the middle of the 2000s decade. And we look back at that now and go, what was all the hubbub about? Um, so I think it would be a great legacy to leave. The, um, I'm sorry, Roving says a great legacy to leave the next generation. I would agree with that. Um, so play school if you're listening. Um, yes, great idea. Um, also, I've um, got to say, if anyone from Guns and Roses who are in the country at the moment are listening, 
I don't know how you can call yourself the Gunners because you aren't going to do it. You did go out and form a rock band, so you did it. Not going to do it. Anyway, that was an atrociously irrelevant pun. All right, I will um, field um, calls of complaints over puns for the next five minutes while we play um, someone, well, you could say their blues family. Here's the Wolfgang and Too Much Stuff with lots of extended family um, guesting on this track. 3CR. 855am digital 3cr.org.au and on demand out of the pan with Sally. Come on, come in and hear the best live pop music from around town. It's your chance to tune in, so come on, come in. Live on Thursdays, 3pm, 3CR, 855am. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU out of the pan with Sally and also you could be listening on demand. Um and you're gonna be better be saying on demand um, in that voice a few times. Um from Diana Wolf and the Wolfgang um album two thousand and three live um that was, of course. Um What's Cooking? Um, it is lunchtime. What is in the pan? Well, we've, you've found out today. We talked families and Fliss Marlow and all sorts of stuff. Um, and that song originally by um, Eric Bibb, um, as from his album um, Natural Light back in 2003. So, um, yeah, great track to have. Um, and, um, yeah, um, hi, Mrs. Wolf, if you're out there. Well, I've got a... Um, wrap it up pretty quickly but yes do want to quickly i don't think i can really give it justice in the time but do check out this fab article today in the age um, the headline in the paper the war against arab lgbti um but sometimes you might need to search for the first line in your net um trigger warning handcuffed for three days in a van by the syrian regime rania kept minding herself that she was born this way it talks about being lgbti in arab countries there has been a huge win in, in court um, against criminalization of homosexual activity which was handed down on january 26 can do some good things on that date um and so but it's still a big struggle um for people and also got to give a, a mention to um a um um, a an article, uh, sorry, a video, a YouTube that you can see on being queer in Sudan. Absolutely amazing courage. A um, couple of last SMSs from Roving, who says that I live close to the Greens office in Brighton. That's our safe space. Um, yep, it would. Hi to the hi to you, Sue Penny Q, and also have a great week. Yep, you too, um, Roving, and to all the listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Um, just very quickly, of course, things that are coming up. Um, um, Trans Meetup um, is on, as is um, Polyvic Discussion on Tuesdays. Um, I think the Trans Cafe not might be due this week, but check out that out with Seahorse just to be sure. Bent TV still on on Friday nights, um, 31 slash 44, having a six-month extension to free-to-air broadcasting and lots of other stuff um, coming up. Bit of a kinky weekend if that's your thing um provocation on wednesday and uh, sorry friday beg your pardon friday the 17th and chains as a one-off on the third saturday at the central club um down there in richmond so lots happening um so once again happy picnicking to the rainbow families crew and fliss marlow and all the families down there and great to have um 
Jess Walton down there introducing Teddy, one of the great books of our time. Um, but I've got to get out of here. Oh, two, no. One more thing important to mention next week, um, or kicking off tomorrow, um, is 3CR Subscribers Week, and our show is next um, week. We need to get four out of the pan listeners to um, sign up um, as members. Um, it can be, it's $35 concession and other rates. Um, so, and you don't have to prove you're unwaged or part waged or anything. Um, but if you can't afford a full membership, or maybe if you're half and half, put an extra donation on too. That's not going to hurt. We won't knock it back. Um, you can go online to 3CR's website or call the office during office hours for other means of payment, um, 94198377. So good luck to all shows this week trying to raise our subscriber level um, because it all adds up and keeps um, the costs that we do have to pay paid. Got to pay the bills. Um, anyway, better get out of here. Make way for freedom of species. Take it out today. Well, with a bit more um, of the platinum disc, I thought it might be a good way to go out. Um, lots of diverse rainbow families, in the words of KC and the Sunshine Band. That's the way I like it. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week for Subscriber Drive.